It's very, very important that when we write goals, that we build in success points on the short-term basis so that we have that feeling of progress or that feeling of motion. Because without the feeling of forward progress and forward motion, I'm telling you, we will fail at those goals. Hello and welcome to the Restoring Manhood podcast. My name is Troy Beyer and today we are going to talk a little bit about goal setting. Um, the other day I wrote a post about goal setting and some of the strategies that I've learned to use over the years just as I've tried to figure out how to make the progress that I want to make in my life. Also some strategies that I've learned through my training and experience as a school psychologist and through my education, uh, specifically as I've learned about the cognitive or the um, the therapeutic model of cognitive behavior therapy. So today we'll dig a little bit into how cognitive behavior therapy has helped me understand goal setting and understand how to set goals. Um, and also how it's helped me to help others that are going through really, really hard times, set goals to get themselves out of those hard times. So today's podcast, I'll kind of have two parts. I think one part will be general goal setting just as men. How can we get down, set goals that are realistic, set goals that are achievable, set goals that, um, have small short-term goals within them so that we can feel that short-term success. And then also as we're going through the hardest times in our life, how we can ask some questions of ourselves um, and maybe even reach out to some other people to help, help us work through those hard times using some of the strategies that one of the most research-based therapeutic models uses to help others through the hardest times in their life. So I think I'll start with um, some of the cognitive therapy, cognitive behavior therapy, CBT strategies that we've used for um, with, with many people, myself, I've used these strategies as I've worked through hard times in life. So CBT is a goal centric future focused therapeutic model. And so this model really doesn't look a lot at your past. It'll, you know, if you work with a therapist that uses CBT, they will kind of walk, help you walk through your past and see the flaws in your past and see the things that have caused those flaws. But really they'll pretty quickly move you into a position where you'll be setting goals, working forward and figuring out how to get from where you are to where you want to be. And one of the most fun, like most powerful tools that I've learned to use within CBT is called the magic question. And what the magic question is, it's this, it is, if you woke up tomorrow and all of your problems were fixed, what would that look like? So let's give an example. So let's say, um, and this has happened to me plenty of times in life. You know, I'm working with a student um, as a school psychologist or as a counselor, as I've done in the past. Um, and, you know, students are going through something really, really hard at home. And I ask that question. Okay, you, you know, you're really unhappy with your life, really unhappy with where you're at. And let's say you wake up tomorrow morning. What does perfect look like? And they kind of ask me, usually the question that comes back is, what do you mean perfect? I'm like, well, if ever you woke up and everything was perfect, what does tomorrow look like? What changed from today? So that might be a part of that you can ask yourself as you, if you want to use this tool is, you know, what would tomorrow look like and what will have changed from today? These kids wake up, they kind of go, okay, well, if I woke up, tomorrow was perfect. Most of the time, this is the answer. The answer would be, you know, my parents would be back together. That's the very frequent answer that I get from that question. Um, you know, my relationship with X person would be fixed and they would... Um, they would respond to me in this way and they would care about me. They would say these things. 
and then um, I would be able to do this and this and this, and my grades would be A, or my job would be this, or um, you know, so many things. I mean, we can ask ourselves these questions when we're going through the hardest time. If I woke up tomorrow and everything was perfect, what would be changed? You know, and usually it's a combination of things. There's a combination of relationships that are fixed, pretty common, um, a job that would be better or school situation that would be better. Grades would be higher. Um, you make more money. Um, what else? You go down the list. You know, I think we can all think up all the things in our own lives that what would be changed tomorrow. The next step of, of working through the magic question is simply identifying which aspects of that perfect world you have control of and which ones you don't have control of. So let's say in a perfect world, you wake up tomorrow and your relationship with so-and-so is fixed. Well, in that situation, do you have control of how they respond to you, what they do, what they say? The answer is no. You only have control of yourself in that situation. So the only thing in that situation in, re in restoring a relationship with someone that you can control, that you can start working on is going through the steps of changing your own self to pursue and help mend that relationship. Now, there's a lot of toxic relationships that are going to require someone else to respond. And the reality is you can't fix that, but you can only fix yourself and the aspects of yourself that might be able to hopefully get to a point someday that those relationships can be fixed. Um, say there's a damaged relationship with a friend, both mad at each other. I mean, I can deal with myself. I can work through my own heart, my own self, forgiving that person for whatever happened that was wrong to them. Then I can work through approaching them and just saying, Hey man, just so you know, we're clean. Like I really care for you as a friend. Um, how can we start working through X, Y, Z? Their response is up to them and we have to let that go and allow others and allow other things to occur the way they occur. So that's in a relationship issue. What's under control? You're only in control of your response to what they say. You're only in control to your heart for that situation. Then let's move on to, let's look at grades or let's look at a job situation. So grades or job situation, well, do you have control over how the teacher grades or how your boss acts? Nope. Do you have control over your work input, your work ethic, your work quality, your studying, or your learning or training to be good at that task? Absolutely. So you want to make more money? You want to start getting better grades? Then you take control of the things that are within your realm. If you are have a, have a boss that acts a certain way or a, a um, teacher that acts a certain way and grades a certain way, well, you can't change them, but you can learn what they want. So you can learn how to change your input to create a response from that employer or that teacher to get the grade or the, you know, this, the income or the raise that you're looking for. You can't control that person. You can only control yourself. So when looking at that situation, okay, what do I need to do? I need to start doing these things, training, learning, studying harder, spending more time on homework, X, Y, Z, go down the list. It's pretty basic. Um, the, the examples go on and on and on, but the bottom line with the magic question with CBT, the first thing you start with is identifying which things are in your control and which things are in, out of your control and letting go of the things that are out of your control and taking personal responsibility for the things that are in your control. And this plays back to my last podcast where we talked a lot about personal responsibility. We can either be bitter about the way the, in the world treats us for the rest of our lives. And we can create a victim's heart in ourselves where we just simply live our life feeling like we are a victim of everything that happens around us. Or 
you can let go of the victim mentality. You can embrace the things that are under your control and make the changes in yourself that you need to change to get to where you want to go, which kind of brings me to my next point about general goal setting, because how do you, how can you, how can I set goals if I don't know what I have control of? So really the first step in setting a goal to get to where you want to go is figuring out what you have control of and really want to go. So those are kind of the first two steps. What do I have control of? Identify those things. If I work tomorrow, everything was perfect. Then you kind of work through that process of, okay, if everything was perfect, perfect, this is what the world would look like. Okay, these 15 things are in my control. These 10 things are out of my control. So those 10 things, just move them to the side. 15 things, this is going to what I'm going to work on for my goals. These are what I'm going to work on for my goals. So as you move forward to setting your goals, I have a few strategies that I have learned that have been really, really valuable in my own life that have helped me and my wife and our family and uh, many people I know helps kind of set those goals. So if you've identified where you want to go and you've identified a kind of a general direction and you've identified which things are in your control, then you can start building goals to get to that place with the things that are in your control. So as you're setting goals, there's a few things to keep in mind. Um, if all of your goals are five years out, you probably will have a really hard time achieving them because you'll never feel like you're achieving the goal until you've achieved that goal. That makes sense. So if my goal is to be, let's say financial, because I think financial goals are some things that most people will set. Um, let's say I want to be, you know, have a million bucks in the bank in five years. Okay. Well, if that's my only goal, then I'll never have a million bucks in the bank in five years because for the next five years, I'll just be floating around feeling like a failure every day because I don't have a million bucks in the bank. However, if I take that five-year goal of having a million bucks in the bank and I break that down into achievable goals that go down to, okay, let's go down yearly. Then let's go down six months. Then let's go down to three, every three months. Then let's go down to every month. Let's go down to every week. And then let's go down to every day. What am I going to do every morning when I wake up that's going to help me to achieve the goal in five years of having a million bucks in the bank? If you want to, let's say, have better grades in class, it's an easy one, or start to be noticed at your work. If you've noticed that you have control over, you know, let's say you have control over your learning, you have control over the time you spent studying, you have the control over your work ethic, you have control over all of those things in your life. Well, okay, so then if my goal in five years is to have another degree or to have X, Y, Z raise at my job, then I start narrowing down that five-year goal into three-year goals, two-year goals, one-year goal, uh, six-months goal, three-months goals, and narrow them down to where every day when you wake up, you're achieving something that will feed toward your ultimate achieving goal. And so I said something, I'll kind of circle back to something I said in my last podcast. I said that most of us will significantly overestimate what we can achieve in one year, but significantly underestimate what we can achieve in 10. And in my personal life, that, that's rang to be very true because when I, the goals that I set every year, I sit down and I rewrite my goals. I write one, I write three month goals and then I write six month goals and then I build out to a one month goal. Then I build that up to a two year, then a three year, then I build into a five year goal. And historically, over the 20 years or so that I've been doing that, um, I have noticed that the goals that I write for myself for the three-month, six-month, and one-year mark, typically I end up being a little bit short of. But the goals, as they, as they expand out to the two-year, three-year, five-year mark, 
I tend to have, I have grossly overachieved what I put in those, those time periods. And it's been amazing to see how the work that I have put in, in the small short terms has ended up paying out over the long term. And I can tell you from my own experience and the experience of those people that I know very close to me, that having goals um, that build from short to long term, where you are, re you are feeling like you're achieving something every single day will help you achieve that long-term goal. And if you stay true to your course and you stay true to your actively being involved and engaged in driving yourself toward that goal on a daily basis, you'll be shocked in five years, maybe even six months or one year, or even a couple of weeks, you'll be shocked at how far you will be able to go. Now to get a little bit more specific about goal setting, um, I'd like to share a little bit of how I write my goals as far as the details and stuff. Now, this isn't all originating with me. I didn't come up with all of these ideas. This is not new stuff to me. It's things that I've learned by reading books. Um, a lot of it I learned from my dad, how to set goals. He does this often and he trained me or taught me when I was young, kind of how to set short-term goals and long-term goals. Um, it's also a combination of what I've learned as a board certified behavior specialist in that I know that we as human beings need to have a certain amount of reinforcement or a certain amount of reward for <laughs> achieving short-term goals. And we set these certain long-term goals and we never have any kind of reward or any kind of benefit from achieving these goals. We'll feel like failures. Therefore, we need to have these short-term goals. So um, to get a little bit more specific about how I write my goals when I, when I write them, I also break down my goals into categories. And the categories that I use are these. I break my goals into my family goals, like the, who, the kind of man I want to be before my family, as a father, as a husband, as a brother, as a son. And I'll break those things down and I have the goals of those kind of things. Then I'll break down my goals um, in education, whether or not I want to go further on to try to get a PhD or something like that. So I'll have goals for that. And then I'll have goals for financial, how I want the finances of my family to look. Then I'll have goals that will be very personal to me and, and have my spiritual goals, the, what I think I need to do to grow as a man with faith. Then I'll have goals that will be in the area of... Um, kind of just basic personal development, the things that I will be doing on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis that will help me get to where I want to go. So my goals will have both goals in with them and then we'll almost have like a to-do list that I can that I can check off on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis that will help me have that short-term reinforcement or short-term rewards where I'll have the feeling of achieving something and getting somewhere and having a um, making ground on a daily basis so that I won't give up because I won't feel like I'm doing nothing. It's very, very important that when we write goals, that we build in success points on the short-term basis so that we have that feeling of progress or that feeling of motion. Because without the feeling of forward progress and forward motion, I'm telling you, we will fail at those goals. So if you're going to write goals, and you're going to have goals that you really want to achieve and you're going to write them. Make sure that you have things that you are achieving on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis that will be leading you toward your ultimate long-term goals. Because if you do not have those short-term um, reinforcers, reinforcers kind of a generic word for rewards or accomplishments or you know check boxes or things like that. If you do not feel like you're making progress on a regular basis toward your goals, I'm telling you, you will give up. And so as you're doing that, I'm going to say it again, have short-term goals, have a daily checklist, wake up in the morning, 
And one thing I do is I have a list of about 10 things that my phone dings at me at 5.15 in the morning. Wake up, make a healthy breakfast, read and journal, pray, work out, listen to something valuable, engage with my daughter, engage actively with my wife, um, and something else that I forget right now. <laughs> but these are the things that pop up on my phone and they're kind of progressive. And so like, they start at 5.15 and then every 30 minutes or so, as I know that my morning progresses, um, next things will show up. And then by nine o'clock, it's got, you know, engage with your wife and engage with your daughter. And those, those two things t- typically end up being a combination of, you know, before I leave for work and when I get home from work or on the weekends, because before I leave for work, I typically don't have an hour's directly to spend spend with my wife and kid and so that happens when i try I try to make that happen when i get home um and when that when i fail at those goals on that day i move on to the next day and i've got a new day and that's another thing that i think is very very important in goal setting is that you make sure that when you have those short-term goals and you don't achieve them do not let that weigh you down the next day starts over you do it again don't get weighted down by a goal that you're not achieving. It's okay to rewrite a goal and to change a goal. And it's also okay to not achieve something one day and to restart the next day and work on that the next day. Because I'm telling you every single day, I forget or I miss or I screw up on listening to something good. Or if I'm in a weird in a situation where I'm traveling or I'm, you know, somewhere not or I'm in a familiar place, I might not make the healthy breakfast that I need to bake. But the next day and the following day and the following day, I move back toward that. So do not give up if you miss one day's goal or even one week's goal or one month's goal or one year's goal. It's okay to reset the goal. Do not bury yourself in your goals either. That's another massive, massive, massive point. Do not bury yourself in your goals because your goals are meant to drive you forward. If they are burying you, rewrite them. It's okay. They're your goals. You can write them. That's fine. Um, The other key to all of this is that you got to want it. If you don't want it and you're just writing goals and you're just kind of doing this because you hear everybody talk about setting goals, you're not going to achieve them. You got to want it. <laughs> this is on you. The bottom line is where we go and how we achieve it and whether we're going to get to where we want to go ultimately comes down to us and me. If I have not achieved what I want to achieve by this point in my life at 39 years old, that's my fault. And that's okay. We have to be honest with ourselves. Because if we don't take responsibility for our state of life, if we don't take responsibility for setting goals and setting guidelines and setting the rubric by which we want to live life, we will float around and allow others to dictate where we go. And we have lost control of where we go and we will simply be sitting in the passenger seat. If you want control of where you want to go, take responsibility for the flaws in yourself as well. You have to. We have to take responsibility for our flaws. And we have to start working out of them. And one of the great, great ways to start working out of our own flaws is with that magic question. If I woke up tomorrow and everything was perfect, what would that look like? And as you evaluate what that would look like and what will have changed, evaluate the things that are in your control, the things that are out of your control, the things that are out of your control. Awesome. Don't have to worry about it. Not in your control. Move on, put them in the backside of your mind, put them in a trash can in your bin. Imagine putting them in a dumpster fire and that fire setting and burning and those things being gone and out of your head. Then evaluate what is in your control and change those things because you can only control what is in your control. You cannot control what is out of your control. Also, man, know that 
I am not the authority in the world on goal setting. There's lots of information out there. If you want to know more about goal setting and learn different strategies that I didn't mention, go ahead and start read some, reading some books, listening to other podcasts. There's some great stuff out there in goal setting um, and great strategies that can work for all kinds of people. All you need to do is to start the process and know that I know you can succeed. I believe that you can succeed. I also know that the best way for you to do so is to take responsibility for your own life. And one of the core ways of doing that is starting to figure out where you want to go and setting goals that'll help you get there. I believe in you go out, become the man you were created to be. And in God's name, giddy up.